I gotta ask, are you having fun yet? Is this side gonna be this side throughout the week in all of our games? Or is this side gonna be that side this week? You guys are amazing. My name is Pastor Chris. I'm the kids pastor at the King's House, and we are so excited to be here with you guys. Now, I don't know all of your names, so on the count of three, I need you to just shout out your first name to me as loud as you can. Are you ready? One, two, three. It is so nice to meet. So nice to meet you guys. So glad you guys are here tonight. Hey, listen, I got a question for you. Does anyone want to learn something new about God's word tonight? Let me hear you. Did anybody bring their Bibles or a notebook to take notes? Pull them out. This is important. Pull out those notebooks. If you pulled out some notebooks, you brought them. We are going to have some fun tonight. This year's theme is a video game theme. So I got to know by a loud scream, who in here likes to play some video games? All right, all right, take a seat, guys, because video games are so much fun. They can take you to different worlds like outer space, or you're fighting the zombie apocalypse, or you have superpowers. Video games are a lot of fun. But, someone say but. If you're anything like me when you're playing a video game, the number one thing I hate is that as you're playing your game and you're fighting that mega boss battle and you're winning, or you're in the racetrack and you finally got first place and your character dies. Worst thing ever, or even worse yet, you're playing and you're winning and there's a power surge and the power goes out and your gaming device and your console goes. What happens when you're almost winning and something happens to where your character dies in the game or the power goes out? What does that mean that you have to do? You have to? You have to completely start over. Someone say restart. That is the title of tonight's message is restart. Turn to your neighbor and say, what's restart? I'm glad you asked. Here at Camp Wow, this is how we define restart. It's to start over again, to have a new, someone say new, and a fresh, someone say fresh to have a new and a fresh beginning. And if you did something wrong in the game, maybe you made the wrong turn, maybe you ducked when you should have jumped, maybe you turned right when you should have turned left and your character dies, the good news is you can restart and try again. Turn to your neighbor and say, hey, you can try again. Listen, in most video games, in most video games, your character has a heart or a health bar, right? And if your character loses some health, rather you get damaged in your car or you're fighting the boss and they get a few hits in on you, you start to lose parts of your heart and your life. And if you do lose all of it, it's game over and you have to, say it with me, restart. That's exactly right. Listen, and sometimes, we need a restart in our life too. Can I get a witness from anybody? Sometimes you make a bad mistake and you need a restart. And did you know that there's a dude in the Bible 
who has a really big name, but he's a really small guy who met Jesus and got a restart. Does anybody know who I'm talking about? His name is Zacchaeus. Someone say Zacchaeus. Now Zacchaeus was a really small guy, okay? Any, do we have any vertically challenged people in the house tonight? few of you guys. It's all right. I don't know what that's like. I'm six foot. I, it's all right. My wife does that. She's like, uh, uh, can you help me get this on the top shelf? You know, sure. Here you go. So Zacchaeus, I'm going to tell you a quick story of him. Some of you guys know about Zacchaeus, but what's really important about Zacchaeus is that he got to meet Jesus. Someone say, <gasps> now, before I go any further, this is what I need from both sides of Camp Wow. I need you to sit up straight in your chairs. If you're holding on to anything other than a Bible or a notebook, go ahead and slide that back in your pocket or under your chairs. Church leaders, help me out on this, because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word, and if you're too busy messing with something or talking to your neighbor, you're not gonna be able to hear what God's word has to say with you tonight so that your faith can grow. So look around to your friends, and if they're talking, just say, hey, shh, I wanna hear God's word tonight, okay? This is really important stuff that I believe is gonna change your life forever. Someone say forever. Okay, so if your hands are free, your mouth should be closed, your eyes should be on me, your ears should be open, so get that earwax out really quick. It's okay, wipe it on your friend, they're sitting next to you for a reason, okay? <laughs> and I need you guys to turn your brains on. I know y'all might be tired drove some time to get here today, but this is a really important story. I got some pictures that are gonna be thrown up on the screen as I tell Zacchaeus' story, and this is just me kind of rehashing out the story. So if you've heard it before, some of this is gonna make sense. If you haven't heard it before, this will still hopefully make some sense, okay? So Zacchaeus was this really small guy, and Jesus was coming to his hometown, okay? So we're going back in time where Jesus was walking on this earth, and Jesus was doing what Jesus does best. He was telling everyone he could about the love of God. He's healing people over here. He's feeding hundreds and thousands of people over here. He's raising someone from the dead over here. He's doing amazing things. Jesus was the talk of the land. Everyone knew about this man named Jesus. Well, Zacchaeus had a really funny job. He was a tax collector, which is a really fancy word when you, when you start adulting one day. It's a really fancy word of someone who takes your money from you, okay? It's just bottom line, they take your money from you, okay? But Zacchaeus, the Bible says, was really rich because, it wasn't because he was good at his job. As a matter of fact, he was bad at his job. He might have been good in the terms of collecting people's money, but you wanna know the bad part? He was taking too much money for himself. So whatever his job told him to collect, he would collect a little bit here and put it in his pocket. He would collect a little bit over here extra, and he would keep it. And over time, he became really rich. So do you think Zacchaeus had a lot of friends? Do you think people did not like him? He did not have friends. People did not like him. So one day, he's sitting down in his office. He's on his laptop. He's doing taxes. He's getting all this money and everything. And he hears that Jesus is coming to his town. So he quickly leaves his office and he sees a huge crowd of people trying to get to Jesus and listen to him. Zacchaeus is small, so he can't get to Jesus. The crowd is so big. He's trying to weave in and out. He's trying to jump as high as he can to look over these tall people's shoulders. Anybody with me? You've been there before? Trying to see above someone. They're like, the worst is sitting behind someone who's really tall in the movie theater. You know what I'm saying? And you're like, oh, I can't see. So Zacchaeus 
was having a really hard time seeing Jesus. Now, I can imagine Zacchaeus was probably trying to be kind. You know, use your words, like, excuse me, can, excuse me, can I get through? Excuse me, can, and I imagine that the people who heard this little person saying, excuse me, can you let me through, turned and looked at him, and remember, he didn't have friends, so they probably squeezed in and made it even harder for him to get through. So Zacchaeus had an idea. Someone say, I got an idea. Zacchaeus had an idea and he said, I know that Jesus is coming and this is the only road right here. He's gonna end up coming over there. So I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna climb that tree over there. It was a sycamore tree so that he could see Jesus and he doesn't have to fight the crowd. Anybody uh, climb trees before? Love it, okay. Uh, what's, what's more scary, I remember when I was a kid, I climbed up really high into this cottonwood tree that my parents had and I got as high as I could and then the wind started to blow. Have you ever been in a tree where the wind starts blowing and the limbs start moving and you're just like, oh my God, 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 oh my God. Yeah, so that, that was me and that might've been Zacchaeus. He climbed up into this tree and this crowd of people were following Jesus and Jesus was getting closer and closer and closer to Zacchaeus, and Zacchaeus started to get really, really nervous. And as Jesus got a little bit closer and a little bit closer, this is the cool thing about this story, is that Jesus stopped right under this big tree, looked up into the tree, he's never met Zacchaeus before, and he called him out by name. In Luke chapter 19, verse five, this is what Jesus said. Zacchaeus, come down from there, because today I'm going to, say it with me, your house. Can you imagine that? Zacchaeus was in this tree waiting to hear from Jesus and Jesus calls him by name and says, I'm going to your house. How do you think that made Zacchaeus feel? Happy? Nervous? Excited? He was so excited he quickly came down the tree and everyone in the crowd who saw him, again, they weren't his friends. They were whispering among themselves like, oh my, are you serious? Jesus, the man who teaches about God's love is going to his house? Yeah, the guy who cheats and lies and steals. Jesus is going to his house? Zacchaeus was excited. Je Jesus is going to my house today. Did you hear, did you hear? Jesus is going to my house today. So Zacchaeus led the way. Super nervous, but super excited. Took him to his house, and all these people are in awe, like, are you kidding me? Out of all the people in the town, he picks the guy no one likes because he steals, he cheats, and he does everything wrong. Well, Jesus didn't just go to Zacchaeus' house. The Bible says he sat down at his dinner table and had a meal with his whole family. And back then, it was uncalled for for someone who taught about God's love to go hang out with someone who sinned and told lies and cheated and stole. Like it was, what is happening here? But as Jesus was sitting with Zacchaeus and his family, Jesus does what Jesus does best. And he told him about the love of God. And as Zacchaeus was hearing about God's love, something started to change inside of him. And this is what we're gonna pick up right here in Luke chapter 19. We're gonna jump to verse eight. This is what Zacchaeus told Jesus. Look, Lord, because of your love, because of the love you have shown me, I am now gonna give half of what I own to the poor. And on top of that, I will pay back four times more of what I stole. 
Someone say, what? Let me, let me put that in kids' terms really quick. Zacchaeus was so moved by God's love from Jesus that he knew that he had been doing some bad things. And he knew that Jesus and God were the only people who could ultimately forgive him, restart his life to do something better, to try again, to have a new and fresh beginning. So Zacchaeus said, Jesus, I am so sorry. You know I've done everything wrong, so I promise right now I'm, I'm, I'm gonna restart. I'm gonna take everything, half of what I own, I'm gonna give it to people who don't have anything. And if I stole money from somebody, I'm gonna give it back, but I'm gonna give them four times more. Like, this was not an easy thing that Zacchaeus was saying. This was gonna cost him something big. But he was so moved by God's love, he was ready to do this. And this is what I love what Jesus said next in the same verse of Luke chapter 19, verse nine. He said this, Zacchaeus, today, someone say today. Today, salvation has come to your house. That day, Jesus showed God's love to Zacchaeus and it changed him. Someone say, it changed him. Zacchaeus was given a new chance, a fresh start, and listen, there is nothing, someone say nothing. There is nothing in our lives that you think is more powerful than God's love because his love will come through for us each and every time. Someone say, that's right, Pacey. Now remember in your games, when you're playing, okay, you've got a heart that represents your life, okay? And as you play games, and, and maybe as you're playing games, you're kind of like, oh man, my, uh, ah, I got hit by the boss, man, my health is getting lower. And maybe you're racing down the racetrack, and maybe you're just like, I got this, I got this, ah! You start to lose parts of your heart in the game, right? And if you lose all your heart, it's game over, and you gotta start all over again. This is kind of what happened to Zacchaeus. As he's listening about God's love and Jesus is changing how he feels, he admits, he's like, God, Jesus, look, I have messed up. I, I, I've cheated. Uh, I, I, I've taken things that aren't mine. Oh, I, I've definitely told lies to get to where I am today. Jesus, I am so sorry. And you know what Jesus did? He completely made him knew. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if you're anything like me, you can relate to Zacchaeus just a little bit. You've uh, uh, told some lies. Um, uh, maybe you've taken something that's not yours. Maybe you've said some hurtful things to uh, mom or dad or sister or brother, and maybe you're finding yourself in the same boat that Zacchaeus was in to where he's like, I need help. I need a restart. And in that verse, Luke chapter 19, verse nine, I want you to note something really quick. If you're taking notes, put this down. When Jesus said, Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to your house. Someone say salvation. It's a really big word, so let me break it down for you in a term that's easy to understand. Salvation basically means this to be rescued from your sinful mistakes and your bad choices. Jesus and God are the only ones who could save us from our mistakes and our bad choices. And if you're honest with yourself tonight, just like I am, I'm sure you could say, that kinda looks like me sometimes, PC. I have 
definitely made some mistakes and I am in desperate need of a restart. Someone say restart. And this true story from the Bible of a little guy with a big name, Zacchaeus, reminds me of another verse in the Bible and it's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And this is what it says. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a, say it with me, new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. So in the moments, oh, you feel like you've got nothing else. You're hanging on by a thread. Jesus wants to give you a restart. Look at that screen one more time and say those big red words with me one more time. When it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away and the has come. So Camp Wow, I'm here to uh, kind of remind you and encourage you this evening that when you feel like you've got nothing left and your heart <laughs> and your life is just a little bit left, it feels like, and you're thinking, there's no way, there's no way God's gonna forgive me for what I've done. I want you to remember about the story of Zacchaeus because the most important thing Zacchaeus did was that he apologized to Jesus. Did you guys get that in the story? He apologized, so when he said, God, Jesus, I am so sorry, I've, I've lied, I, I've made mistakes, I, I've cheated, I've, I've done all this bad stuff, will you please forgive me? And the more he apologized, the more Jesus is like, I got you. I got you. It's time for a restart. And if you're honest with yourself tonight, you can say, PC, I'm ready to be honest with God and ask him to, to forgive me for the times that I have made mistakes and, and, and I've told lies and I've cheated. Listen, everything that has happened to you, Jesus already knew about it. And he's ready to give you a restart. It reminds me of one of the most popular scriptures in the entire Bible. You guys probably know it. John three sixteen. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son and whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Do you guys get that? When you apologize to God, he takes what you thought was no more and he gives you a restart and he completely makes your heart whole and new all over again. It's only God's love that can do this. So you guys help me out with this. We've already talked about how in video games, your heart, your health bar, represents your character in the game. But universally in the world, when you see a heart on text messages or on the computer screen or maybe even on a commercial, what is the universal symbol of a heart? Love. Say it again. Love. Say it with some feeling. What was that? Love. love. It's only God's love that can restart what you need to restart. It's only God's love that will cleanse you of your sins. It's only God's love that can help you start over and try again. It's only God's love to where he absolutely doesn't kick you out. He wants to forgive you. He wants to embrace you. He wants to have a relationship with you. 
So this evening, we're gonna close in another worship song tonight before we dismiss to our small groups. And this is probably one of the most important times of your life right now. I wanna I want ask just a favor. Could everyone just close your eyes real quick and bow your heads? And the only reason I'm asking this is because I don't want anyone to distract you. Don't worry about the kid who's sitting next to you, who's sitting behind you, what kind of snow cone you're gonna get at the snack shack after this. Listen, what I want you to do right now is keep your eyes closed, don't look at me. And I want you to think right now, how's your heart? Are you like Zacchaeus to where you need a restart? Have you told some lies recently? Have you said some hurtful and mean words to your mom and dad and maybe your friends? Have, have you taken stuff and stolen stuff? Maybe like Zacchaeus, maybe that's like you. Maybe you've completely stolen things just so that you could benefit from it. How's your heart? And all I want you to do is just respond this evening by lifting up your hand here in just a second. No one's looking. Keep your eyes closed, keep your head bowed. Uh, this is no one else's business. It's not even my business, it's God's business. Between you and God right now, if you would be honest tonight, and you've never asked Jesus into your life, and you've never been honest with him saying, God, I can't do this without you, I need a restart. Would you just slip your hand up and say, PC, that's me in your own quiet words, and then put it right back down, the count of three, okay? You're gonna slip your hand up, put it right back down. One, two, three. Great job, guys. Keep your head bowed, keep your eyes closed. A lot of hands went up tonight. I'm so proud of you guys. Admitting and apologizing about something is the first step to having a restart. So this is what I want us to do. There's, there's no magic words to this next prayer. This prayer alone can't save you. Only God can save you. Jesus has already saved you when he died on the cross for your sins 2,000 years ago and, and he rose from the dead and he is sitting in heaven right now waiting and preparing a place for you. Your sins have already been forgiven. Salvation has already come to your house today. And just like Zyke Jesus called Zacchaeus by name, he's calling you by name tonight. He knows your name, the Bible says. So tonight, I want you guys to just repeat after me. It's a simple prayer, but we're all gonna do it together, okay? So keep your eyes closed, keep your head bowed. This is something I want everyone to pray together, even if you've already asked Jesus into your life before, but maybe tonight you just need to say, I gotta start over anyway. I need a restart. I can't do this on my own. I have to have Jesus in my life. So this is what I want you guys to do. Repeat after me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the Bible the true stories that it holds. Jesus, I am sorry for the times that I've told lies, for the times that I've taken things that don't belong to me, for the times I've said mean and hurtful words. I'm sorry for disobeying the grown-ups that you've put in my life. I need a restart. I need a fresh start. I need a new start. So thank you for your love that forgives me, 
Thank you for your love that makes me new. Help me to try again. Help me to do better next time. Thank you for a restart. And with this new life, I commit it back to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys give it up for those who raised their hands this evening. So many people said yes to Jesus. Hey, listen, the dance team is gonna make their way back up here right now, and we're gonna all stand here in just a moment, and we're gonna leave and sing one more song together. But this song is not a go-crazy dance song. This is a song where you get a moment to connect with God. Because remember what a heart symbolizes? Everyone make a shape of a heart, say, aw. Remember, the heart in video games represents your life, but the heart universally symbolizes love. And it's only by God's love that we are forgiven and made new. So tonight, for everyone who said yes to Jesus and said, I need a restart, let's celebrate that together by thanking God for this amazing love. Would you guys stand to your feet with me this evening? Jesus, we love you in this place, and we say thank you for your great love. And God, as we spend the next few minutes worshiping you, help us to connect with you in a way like we've never had before. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, Amen.